recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on April 27th to hit the internet on April 28th. How's everybody doing? Are you new to the podcast? Well, you've missed a ton. I mean, we've, we've had podcasts with, we've had interviews with, with Neil Best, Phil Mushnick, Jeff Perlman, Greg Doyle, Katie Baker, Steve Summers. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them if you haven't heard them. I just felt I just felt that I'd throw that out there for the new people. Uh, you can listen to all these shows on uh, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and YouTube. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlue. So this is the Thursday Talk episode of the uh, weekly Thursday Talk episode. And we went a different direction this week. We did not get a sports media guest. No, not at all. He's, he's, he's not a sports media guest. But I think after 70 years on this planet, I think he's earned the right to be on the Red Ticket Blues podcast. That's my father. Uh, very interesting conversation with a very interesting man. And go through some uh, just some random stories throughout the uh, crazy life of Ken Buckley. So um, I'm not going to give any spoilers away. So let's 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 hear what the man has to say. All right. So uh, I, I was lucky enough. Uh, I talked to his people. He talked to my people. It was very difficult to get him on, but I was able to do it. And that's my father. Hello, Ken. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brian. Son. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing great. Um, so you just uh, turned 70 years old last week. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Did you think you'd last this long? No, not not the way <laughs> I lived my life. It was uh, to quote Mickey Mantle, if I knew I was going to make it this far, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have done what I did. Uh, let's see. So uh, the the first thing th- there were two questions from Twitter. Um, <laughs> I told you one of them before the podcast. I wish I had told you. Wish I would have done it live here. So I told people I was going to have you on the podcast. And one of the questions uh, somebody said was, is he coming out? So are you coming out? No, I'm going to stay in the closet. <laughs> okay. I, I figure it's, I've been there all my life. I'm going to stay there. I'm just joking. No, I'm not coming out. <laughs> and the other one was a few years ago. Now, you're on Twitter. I think you've had, you had three tweets. One of them was, pick your profile. Everyone profiles you. Uh, another Hopefully right. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> another one was, uh, I think, a passive-aggressive... Uh, Passive aggressive tweet at one of the FanDuel uh, experts. Right, right. And they, the, they gave me the wrong information. <laughs> didn't win, meaning. Right. <laughs> and the last one was something about how Hillary was somebody that we, uh, you know, wasn't a great choice, but it was the best choice at the time. Uh, so I got to look. I see the people that you follow, and you followed CC Sabathia before your own son. I followed. Oh, <laughs> You want to explain yourself? <laughs> oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I thought I followed you. <laughs> well, you did, but oh. you first chose the Yankees, then CC, then me. Well, I was just starting off. <laughs> so what's he have on me? Well, uh, he has about 100 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's uh, we'll, we'll get into those terrible Yankees uh, because you're an eternal optimist. You think they're still going to make the playoffs, right? I, I never give up. Until... That's a lie. Well, well, no, I never give up until July. You don't give up until July, right? Okay. I I talk uh, talk very negative that uh, like now they suck now. Yes, I mean, they're they're just, they're... Uh, they're just horrible. Uh, How about Chase Headley? Chase Headley, uh, I haven't been I haven't really been following, but he can't uh, hit. No, <laughs> he can't field either. I, well, he's, he's, he's still, I knew last well, year. Well, last year he was last awful. year he was throwing it all over. I think the he place, had a few but, errors this year, but but uh, uh, I know I'm listening. I have been listening to it more than I've been. Uh, Watching it because I've been uh, scraping my deck. <laughs> so you actually don't even you you have Directv, so you have access to the Yankees, and you're choosing not to watch them. That's true. That's true. Wow. Because uh, 
well because they're not that interesting. And uh, I'm beginning to like John Sterling more <laughs> than Michael Kay. Yeah, I think we I all... I do like Paul uh, Paul O'Neill better. Right, because usually a lot of times he makes fun of Michael yeah. Kay. So that's, that's always but, good. But uh, it's been a couple nice days. And so I was outside and, uh, as I said, I was working on the deck and, and just getting sick listening to uh, you know them scream rack up all those big one and two run games yeah, yeah. You know? that's pretty good yeah very impressive very impressive so you we talked about you are 70 years old and you grew up where bridgeport connecticut now bridgeport is widely known as a dump bridgeport is uh uh when i was there that's what that was going to be my next question was it a dump when you were growing it up it probably there? was but i didn't know any better okay but uh i uh i'll have to say the first uh First, uh, uh, well, I lived there first 18 years of my life. It wasn't bad. I thought that's where everybody lived. Uh, <laughs> uh, we lived in a neighborhood. Right. Which, which I remember. We don't I, here. That's we, true. And our house here is, uh, we have some neighbors, but it's not like uh, when I was a kid, we'd sit on the porch in the summers and uh, people would be walking by and they'd stop on the porch, sit down, they'd have a beer, mm-hmm. and they'd talk about the other neighbors. Everybody would talk about each other. Right. Talking shit. Yeah. Right. So, uh, that was the good part. Uh, once I got to high school, it was a little different, though. Right. So that's when I saw kind of the uh, yeah, not so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember you were telling me a story. This is actually a few months ago about in high school. It was your first. Was it your first day? My first day in public school. First day in public school. <laughs> I spent uh, eight years in Catholic school. Right. How was that? Um, that was terror. Okay. It was terror. It was. Uh, I think that was the beginning of ISIS. Right. Wow. They started that early. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Right. I used to go there every day and just be uh, terrorized. Uh, uh, there was, I remember, in my fourth grade, there would be a session during the week where you'd have to put your hands on the desk because they wanted to see if your fingernails were clean. And if they weren't, they'd smack it with a ruler. Nice. It's a Catholic school. Right, so. right, right. And so I thought I'd be smart. And I... What I did is I bandaged him up. It's that I got hurt, and he smacked me across the face, and I'm a liar. Wow, <laughs> wow! I don't want to mention that nun's name, but she, boy, she was. Well, she's probably dead. She's definitely she, dead. She's not in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us about that first day in public school. First day in public schools, I went there. In Bridge and Warren G. Harding High Warren School. Warren G. Harding High School, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, uh, September 1960. All right. I walked in there fresh out of Catholic school, and I walked in there, and I went from a school. It was you know, a Catholic school. I went to a, a inner city school, right. 2,000 people. Right. And uh, my first class I went into was an English class, and Miss Houlihan was the teacher. Right. I know she's dead now, so I won't have any problems. But she was, uh, she just said, told everybody to sit down, and then she looked down at her desk, and there was a dead mouse. And everybody started laughing and throwing things at her, and she went and stepped out on the ledge, saying she was going to jump if they didn't stop. And everybody told her, jump, jump, jump. And I was sat there, scared as can be. I didn't know what was going on. That was your first day. My first day, first class. My first day, last class. Oh, what are you, what are you, popular? It's your mother's. In the other room. <laughs> and uh, the last class, uh, just getting ready to get out, and the cops come in, and they, were, they arrest this kid for murder. <laughs> he had a cape on. Well, like Larry David? <laughs> yeah, something like that. 
And they pulled him out, and I, I, I know I wanted to say, I don't want to come back here again, because I had to walk home. Because this was, a, it was at 5 o'clock. Before buses? Four, well, they, they, the way the buses were, it didn't work out for me. Right, right. They, they just didn't situate where I lived. And uh, and we had a, a triple session. So my as a freshman, you used to go to school from 12.30 to 4.30. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, it was a little strange. And uh, so I had to walk home, and I remember saying to myself, I, I, I made a mistake. <laughs> I, I should have went to the Catholic high school. <laughs> So let, let's let's go back a little bit now. Now you were a uh, little league superstar, correct? Superstar may be exaggerating a bit. I wasn't bad, right? I wasn't bad. You had one terrible year, though. No, no, that wasn't my little league. Oh no. Okay, well, let's go back to that at least then. Was that well, T-ball? My little league? No, we, there wasn't a T-ball. No, no, that's <laughs> the participation trophy bullshit. When we played, you won or lost. Right. You wanted to win. There was no tie scores. Right. Right. Uh, but this was Sound like Donald Trump right now. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. Hi, crap. We went. To, uh, we were actually first two teams. First two teams I played on. Just don't talk this way. Talk uh, first all. two teams I played on. Uh, my farm team t- uh, team. We're undefeated. Wow. And the second one was okay. Then the third one, we won the championship. That was my last championship. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought they were coming along all the time. Right. You know? and I said, that was the last one I ever won. But uh, uh, I wasn't bad. I was an, like you, I was an alternate for the All-Stars. That's right. I mean, thanks for yeah. bringing that up. Christ <laughs> almighty. No, but in one year you struck no, out. No, that was for my uh, grammar school team. Oh, it was grammar school. We're going way yes. back. Uh, it was so crummy that I played. I was first string, but I struck out at every at bat. The whole year. <laughs> the whole year. I couldn't I, even get a walk. No, I mean, I realize we're not WFAN breaking down the lineups and everything. Was there ever any decision from the coach to be like, you know, this kid kind of sucks. Maybe he shouldn't uh, play. Probably, uh, probably no, because there was no alternative. There was nobody on the bench. Well, that's an issue. So you're going to play. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, uh, I can't remember. There wasn't any. Uh, I remember one kid. This was so bad. He was, uh, I won't mention his name because he could still be alive. He's 70 years old. He could old. be a subscriber to the podcast because most people are. But he was a fat kid. Mm. He was a very fat kid and he, he was just so fat. If he was that fat then, he's probably dead now. Yeah. But he was so fat God and he was soul. a catcher. Right. Well, obviously. And what had happened is uh, bases were loaded. Somebody got a hit and they threw the ball home and he fell on his back. He couldn't get up. He was just like a turtle. <laughs> Everybody around around the base just laid there. Yeah, he was laying there trying to get up. But I remember his name was Joey. Oh, you're revealing like, too much already. Well, I just I'm just just Joey. Just, There's a lot of Joeys. <laughs> but it was unbelievable. You know, we were all laughing because it didn't make a difference. We lost every game. Right, right. So it was one of those things. So we already talked about the Yankees. We talked about your your, your baseball history. Now you you're, you live in Bridgeport. You're close to the Yankees, and. That's true. Uh, Tell me about your first game. Your father promised you to go to your first game at Yankee Stadium, correct? Yeah. Well, Tell us actually, about that. It was more of a surprise. Okay. Yeah, he got a, I got, it was a Saturday morning. Um, I'm getting up, doing a regular thing Saturday. He goes, hey, you want to go to Yankee Stadium? I said, yeah, you know, I watch it on TV. Yeah, okay, let's go, we're going. And uh, I go, oh, I'm all thrilled and everything. I got this little stupid glove that he bought me he bought me a right because they were going to ask you to play well no he bought me you go bring your glove to the game I know and uh, 
the glove he bought me, he got it from popsicle wrappers. <laughs> it was really it looked like the looked like the gloves you see on your Babe Ruth back in those days. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and he's bringing me, driving me down there, and all of a sudden, it drives me up to this bus. It was. I keep going. My computer's just making noise. It was a piece uh, of shit. It was the police athlete, athletically called right. Al, and uh, he. So we're going on the bus. He goes, "No, you're gone." <laughs> So he puts me on the bus. He says, well, I'll pick you up after the games. I'm looking at it. I say, I can't believe this. So did other fathers go with? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he was a funny guy. Yeah? Yeah, he, I think he must have spent his time uh, at one of the local bars. Right, but right. He did pick me up, and I know my mother yelled at him and all right. that. And said, you let the kid go to a game, and you're sitting there. He goes, well, there just wasn't room. And goes, oh, <laughs> it was a good game. It was, right, uh, right. We were in the, the usual seats that I've had. Uh, last row. Yep, yeah. We've been there plenty <laughs> of times. Plenty of times. We get, we were up so high where it gets too windy, and not windy right. in your front, windy in your back. You're right. <laughs> this is old Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And, uh, remember? But I was thrilled just the same, just walking in there. Uh, uh, Mickey Mantle was playing. Hank Bauer. Uh, well, Yogi Berra. The Yankees won that game too. Now tell me, tell, you, you t- well they they won a lot of them back then. But t- tell me, you you you've also said before that, uh, you know now you have to pay fifteen dollars a beer. Back then you used to be able to bring your own beer yeah, in. Well, correct? that's what my father told oh, me. Okay, so you never saw that. No, I never saw that. He. Uh, my, so the game actually, he, my brother told. So me the that. game he went to without you, he used to see these. He brought my brother and my cousin. Okay, and my, my other uncle. They went to the game. Right, and uh, they used to drive there. And uh, my brother talks about this. Um, you know, you've heard his stories. So right, right. He'll go on about it. But yeah, they went to one game and they brought in a case of beer. Nice. They just and that's uh, when you could do that. There was no problem, and uh, they got drunk and they were throwing things. <laughs> This was probably, uh, I guess it had to be back in the late 40s or early 50s. Like, it kind of reminds me of some of those movies you see, like in Babe Ruth or Ty Cobb, and you see the people actually throwing shit at them. And I was like, oh, that's Hollywood crap. See, I never saw that, but uh, I did run on the field because that's what the the games are over. You used to be able to just go out on the field. Now you can't can't even touch the field on a tour. You can't even touch the field on a tour. You have to walk around on the dirt. They have little things there. So, so, you know, little, uh, not velvet ropes, but, you know, a fence there right. that doesn't let you go on there. I remember sliding into second base in all the Yankees Stadium right after the game. Now look at it. Yeah, I know. And the funny thing is, you know, exit, uh, this is how different it was then. You exit out of center field. Mm. You know, they'd open the things and you go out. And then there's restaurants around there. And I was with my uncle and my aunt and my sister. And we're sitting at... Uh, at, the, at a restaurant, probably where Stan's is now. Mm. And the table next to us was Tony Kubek. Right. You know, just another a Yankee player, and he's just saving the same uh, spaghetti, you know. Uh, it, they weren't superstars then. They had jobs. So you mean... And the, and the, uh, uh, on the off season. Right. Imagine going into a restaurant and, you know, Alex Rodriguez is just sitting there and he's all cordial to people. Well, I would imagine that. Yeah, he probably would. Because that's that's how A-Rod operates. Not like I'm not going to look directly in the eye to you, something like that. So, all right, so you get through Bridgeport. I mean, we're just going over little little elements of your life. I mean, uh, and uh, you're getting out of high school right around the time that uh, the Vietnam War is going on. Right, right. Well, actually, when I got out of high school... uh, my last year there, I uh, wanted to join the uh, 
not, uh, not the National Guard, the Air Force. Oh, really? I wanted to be. Yeah, a, I didn't know that. Yeah, I wanted to be a pilot. Oh, okay. Uh, this was before there was a shooting war. Right. Shooting <laughs> war, yeah. Oh, those are a different story. Yeah, and I went in to, to the Air Force recruiter, and I wanted to be a pilot, and that's funny because I hate flying. Right. But at the time, I thought it was great. No, I thought it would be, you know, be nice. Get some girlfriends on. Right, right. They were far and few between. Right. <laughs> so, well, they're all the pilots, I guess, right? Yeah, pilot. I just thought about it. And then he told me, he said, well, uh, we're only taking, a, you have to go to college. Right. And... Uh, all my years in high school, I didn't. <laughs> college did not enter my mind. Right. I was uh, like Homer said, "Why do I need English? For? I, I'm not uh, going to England." Out of uh, my graduating class was 389. Yeah, and I was 320th. <laughs> <laughs> At a 70.5 average. That's actually not bad considering where you are in the in the uh, in the bracketal. I would have, you know, I would expected. <laughs> And that's not terrible, is what I should say. Uh, there was no, there was no. Uh, my idea of high school was you, you had to go, right? You got a di- diploma. It didn't mean make any difference what you learned, right? You just went there, and it was you know you're a teenager, and you, you know what you have on your mind when you're a teenager. Uh, you're not thinking about work. No, no, no. That was the last thing. Trying mind. to find a a date, right? Date, <laughs> drinking, drugs, things like that. Well, yeah. no, there weren't drugs then. Okay, so it was drinking. All right, date, drinking, and um, hanging out. Right. Actually, it was kind of funny because maybe I am coming out of the closet. Huh? <laughs> oh, I, I used to go on these dates. Uh, Just guys. No, were, I go on a date <laughs> with the girls, and uh, you know, it's about ten thirty, and I'd say, "Okay, I think it's time to go home. I'm going to meet my friends down at the local hangout. Yeah, it's called yeah. Briarwood Farms. Oh God, it was. I want to get back because you know, yeah. I want to go home enough, early to hang out enough, with the guys. Enough's enough. Yeah. You know, at that time, it was like you had to be uh, polite. Right. Open the door for the girl. This was so un. It was so unlike me. I really, really burnt my, burnt my butt. You know, right, I didn't right. want to do this. Uh, this was before things changed in the late sixties. We didn't have to do crap. That's <laughs> why I liked it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah, when I got out, I did want to join. I thought it was good, and uh, um, and then things changed after that. Right, right. So they're shooting war, <laughs> shooting war. So they came to your the the, the military. Well, the, I don't know. The selective service came to your house and said you've been drafted. Is that? Well, they don't come. They send you a letter. They send you a letter. They send you. They sent me a letter uh, to come down for my draft physical. Right. This was in uh, October 1965. Right. I was in college and I just starting to go to college. You're starting to learn that maybe these wars aren't all they're cracked up yeah. to be. Um, especially because, you know, I was thinking, you know, going to, you know, these guys are going to want to go fight and all that. Shooting war. You know, shooting war 20 years ago, you know, I was saying at that time, we hated Japan and now we're friends with them. And now we're going to, said, this could happen again and I'm going to go get killed. Right, right. So I began to dislike a little bit. And then actually in 1960, I didn't, I passed my physical, but uh, uh, they told me that, uh, I would probably be drafted in two months. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said, no, I won't. I'm, as soon as I get out of here, I'm going down to community college, which the first year was open, and get a draft from it. So you dodge a draft? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, was, you're like Bill Clinton in that way? Oh, just like Did you inhale? <laughs> you uh, inhaled. Uh, I inhaled later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, at that time... Uh, that was really outrageous. If you went to college, you didn't have to go to war. Yeah, I know. It's pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't feel bad. I didn't want to go. I had right. my friend. Uh, he uh, he was being drafted, and he 
drove all the way down to New York City to see a psychiatrist to have him state that he was nuts so he wouldn't have to go in. Did he have to go? No, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. As long as you knew the right people. Right, right. Sounds, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say something. I'm not going to say it. Um, uh, so you didn't go to war and you sort of became became a hip, became a hippie. Is that correct? I didn't become a real hippie. You were just I, there for the party. I was a hippie for the convenience. Right. <laughs> just, it was, just to say you were part uh, of something? It was easier like, since I never really liked dressing up and I didn't like getting haircuts. And uh, um, it was just an easier way to be. You know? Right. And then, you know. It was uh, my mother didn't like it. No, I could I could she imagine. She wasn't. She was really. She said, "When are you going to cut that hair?" Fair enough. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was at that time. It was a crazy time. It really was. Yeah. You know, I was semi hippie. You know, because right. I kind of fell for some of this stuff. I remember getting involved in uh, Black Panthers. <laughs> not quite. But we had you know go out on Friday nights. We went to uh, this place it was called Clyde's Place. It was near the University of Bridgeport. And at that time, I was still po- completely politically unaware. And uh, it was like, uh, it was basically... Sounds like a bastion of just rebellion. It was, uh, uh, you know, when I look back on it now, it was some sort of a, a young communist group or nice. something like that. Because, you know, I didn't know about it. I was just going in there to meet some girls or something. Yeah, yeah. It was the University of Bridgeport. Some commies, yeah. He was 20 years old and... Uh, this guy started talking about how the uh, oppression of the black people, and that was the first time it came to my mind. Yeah. And he was right, but uh, it was like, I never knew this stuff. <laughs> you know, I thought that's just the way it was. It was just completely uh, politically. Living funny. in Bridgeport your whole life. <laughs> I know. Well, it was, you know, there are people I know. Right, right, right. I right. never thought of them. They're uh, oppressed. I never I couldn't figure out why they didn't live in my neighborhood, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's I, I understand. You, you told me once that you, uh, you you were planning or you had the opportunity. You, it looks like there were real plans to go to the the, the, the the famous Woodstock concert, and you just didn't go. Well, that seems almost like Leif Erikson coming here and being like, "Yeah, here's America." Yeah, I don't really care though. I wasn't. I wasn't really. I was in the area. I was in Lake George, New York. Okay, and uh, I had a friend who was going. Tom, you've met right. him. Uh, oh, yes, yes, I have met him. He's, a he's very, an interesting guy. He's kind of a renaissance man. And uh, he was actually, he, he just tried a lot of things. And, right. But I was going out with a girl at the time, and she had a day off from work. And uh, uh, instead of going there, and plus, it was going to rain. <laughs> yeah, it did so rain. the forecast, and I said, you know, I don't know if I want to go there. And uh, there, There's was be, a lot of mud and was, shit. And... I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like seeing the movie. <laughs> the movie's good enough for you. Good enough, yeah. Okay, so, um, I mean, you're there. Um, you, you mentioned you were going to school. You are going to school. You went to school in the University of Miami, yes. just like yes. A-Rod. Yes, like Actually, A-Rod. no, well, A-Rod didn't go. He was going to go. But you you probably went just a tad longer than A-Rod would have went, right? <laughs> right, yeah, I went one semester. Nice, nice. So you're, you're a true and blue hurricane. Right. Well, I had a... We went... That was like the first year that the hurricanes were... We're getting some sort of prominence. Right, right. Because they were playing good schools, even though they ended up with a record that wasn't all that good. But I could go to the Orange Bowl every Friday night and they were in town mm-hmm. for a dollar. Right. Yeah, they got to see Notre Dame, uh, Georgia Tech, uh, LSU. It was quite an affair. And yeah. It was jam-packed. Right, right. So at that time, too, you're still, you're still keeping contact with Connecticut 
uh, and, and you're taking advantage of some of the southern hospitality and the prices of cigarettes. Is that correct? Oh, okay. or is that a little long, a no, little later? That was. Uh, I got. Do I have my timeline all screwed up? That was. Uh, yes, you do. Okay, because that was after I came back. It was living in Connecticut. Okay, I was going in, uh, to uh, Central Connecticut State right. College, and we were going down to Florida on Easter break. And the way I used to uh, finance the trip is at that time the uh, the uh, cigarettes in North Carolina were really cheap. Right, I think they, they still really are. Cheap. Well, I mean, really, cheap. right, right, dollar fifty a carton. Holy Christ! And up here they were almost like five dollars a carton. Right. So what I would do is take orders ahead of time. So you're almost like Henry Hill, too, in Goodfellas when he right. was doing that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I would take orders ahead of time, that, you know, how much you want to get. So I could put my trip to Florida for the week was uh, $75. Nice. You know, I mean, I was just living on the floor. You know, you know we'd right. share a room with about six guys, you know. But what I would do is, uh, not on the way down, but on the way back, pick up all these cigarettes Deliver them to the people that got pre-orders, and I bought extras. Right. As so I used to stand around the student center at that time, we'd have uh, cigarette machines, <laughs> and I was in this big fatigue jacket, and I had different brands of cigarettes, and they were fifty cents, and uh, somebody was going to buy cigarettes, and I said, uh, "Got him here for thirty cents." So you're like you're like a <laughs> ticket scalper at will, and not at will call, but at the ticket agency, like Yankee Stadium. You're like, "What are you buying those tickets for?" I can give you. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, shit. well, I'm scalping for less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> from, that's wow. That's <laughs> how long did that go on for? Hey, as long as I had cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> how many trips did you make? Just, just probably done that. I did that about three times. Oh, okay, all right. Well, still, still enough. Yeah, or, you it, know, was, uh, it worked out. I guess it's not illegal, is it? Oh yeah. It oh, it illegal. is. Oh, oh it is. yeah. It was illegal. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> it's still illegal. <laughs> All right, okay, all right, I wasn't sure. Because I right. know we'd have, I wasn't the only, because the other guys with me, we'd have our trunk filled up with cartons of cigarettes. Nice. You know, basically what happened in the, in the 70s and the 80s after that, that was the mafia was doing that. Right, yeah, like when Henry Hill. When New York used to raise their taxes so high. Right. Then they probably still do. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. So at some point after on, after all of that, you're, I, I just went, this is a, a random event you always like to, you've mentioned to me a few times. Um, you're living in Florida again, and we're always thinking about what's out there. You said you you saw. Did you see a UFO? I did. I did. <laughs> At least I thought I did. Were I was, you under the influence of anything? Well, I just happened to have. A, I was smoking a little uh, uh, marijuana. There we go. That's, that's right. what it's called. Yeah. I'll, but I police swear, will listen to this. I swear it was there. Yeah. I was sitting there watching All in the Family, mm-hmm. laying on my couch. You know. And my, I could look out the window. There was uh, the western sky, which was basically over the uh, Everglades right. in Fort Lauderdale. So you're in Fort Lauderdale. And this light that looked like a floodlight you would see in the sky. You know what floodlights are? Yeah, I know what floodlights are. Oh, I I'm not you know, five years well, old. Well, the ones that, you know, like... Yeah, 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 I know. The fair. You right, know, right, right, right. Yeah, and I know. Uh, well, it was there. It stopped. And then it started. Then it went up. And then it went down. And uh, I just stood there frozen. And Did you lose track of time? Was uh, no, I, okay. I didn't have a, <laughs> I didn't have a close encounter. Okay, but uh, it just uh, it it appeared to me that's what it was. So, and, so on record, if someone says, "Do you believe in UFOs?" Yeah. Okay. There I we do. go. And 
I, tend I wasn't to think the only. Right. I wasn't the only person because right. it was reported. Oh, okay, all right. Well, that makes it a little more magi- legitimate. But it was explained at that time as swamp gas. Ah, uh, the old swamp gas or yeah. weather balloon. Yeah, yeah, all that bullshit. But um, I saw, I saw another one in Fort, uh, in Fort another Lauderdale. One. This was, but no, you know, nobody believes you when you see it. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I was uh, laying at the pool in Fort Lauderdale. This was about ten years ago. Oh, this was yeah. quite recently. Yeah, and it was, and I wasn't stoned. Okay, got it. <laughs> I was just laying there and uh, I'm looking up at the sky, laying near the pool, and you saw what looked like, uh, if it's in, in Florida there's loads of planes. Right. And especially where I was staying. But this one was way high up. I mean, it had to be, you know, compared to other things. It looked like almost a star, but this was daytime. Right. And it was going by, and I said, oh, it's just a high-flying plane. It's probably not landing in Florida. It's going somewhere else. And then it stopped. And then it went down, and then it went up. And uh, I just stood and looked, and I, I told your mother, she said I was nuts. Right, right. So that's basically it. But well, I, that's, you know, those things just, unless, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen. You know, I have floaters in my eyes, but they're black. Right, this right. White. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that, but I fully believe that they do exist. I mean, to think that we're the only beings yeah. in the entire universe is and a bit uh, just arrogant. the idea that thousands of people see them. True. That's true. So you're in Florida at the same time, and uh, well, we won't mention the person's name, but you had a, you, you knew someone who was involved in the drug game too, yes, right? Yes, it was a, yes. was it a roommate of yours. It was an uh, ex roommate, ex roommate, friend, yeah, decent person, right? Odd, in his right. own in his own right, right? But uh, you know, he didn't have fam- didn't have any kids or family, and uh, uh, paid just to make extra money, he sold drugs, right? Right. This um, was this was during the you know what do you call it. Uh, uh, Tony uh, Tony Montagna Tony Montagna just yeah. that time just okay. that time and you're in Florida um, so you're over there once I mean he well he must have been a little more than just a, a little time drug dealer when you went over there and uh, what, what you heard his wife screaming at him about what yes yeah, she she was saying so and so are you crazy you wrote a check to Pablo Escobar <laughs> he goes yeah I must have been high I don't know why I did that what, what was in the memo of the check <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he wrote a memo yeah. down, but just just writing a letter to Pablo was uh, kind of little. I can't weird. imagine him really dealing with that many checks. But if you're willing to write yeah. a check to him, then you got to be doing some sort of business with him. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I don't think he met him personally. Which right, is right. Probably uh, uh, another one of his other people. Right. But, I'm sure he had. Many but it was. Uh, yeah, he he uh, he did well. He yeah? did well. Yes. Uh, and he, he doesn't do that anymore. Right. I haven't seen him in several years, but. Uh, I think he gave that business up, even though he does have two houses in Florida. Well, maybe he did very well. Yeah, yeah, he did well. For, uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah, it, was, it was tough living there for him. Uh, I know it was tough because I was over his house and there was a gun in his uh, his uh, cushions. Uh, he, had, he built a steel door in his house. That's because, completely normal. Because, uh, because uh, other drug dealers were trying to break in. <laughs> <laughs> and he always had a gun on him. Right, right. right. But he would never hurt anybody. Right. He was just a drug dealer. Right. And right. he was a good one. He had one of our friends was getting a little too high on cocaine, a little too, the habit was bad, and mm. he wouldn't sell to her anymore. No, so. oh, it's a drug dealer with morals. That's hard to find. Yeah, no, I'm sure there's a lot of them. Uh, 
you know, it's just business. That's true because you know, if you if you, you if you don't have morals, you let them die, you lose a customer. That's right. So, <laughs> um, so I, I, we got a half hour in here. So let's let's I guess let's just sort of wrap it up here. What what do you think about the Yankees going forward here? Now, now well, actually, forget that. Let me let me ask you this because you've been following the Yankees for a long time. Who who's the best Yankee you've seen in your life? In your opinion? In my opinion. Probably Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. You and Francesa on that same. I, it's hard. Not, I was uh, all the years that I watched, uh, except for his last couple years. Uh, right. Obviously, he was didn't have it, but he'd always come through. It seemed right. It was, of course, that was the Yankees at the time. That was my. I think I mentioned yeah, just this to you. Yeah, That one time when I was a little boy, watching the the Yankees with my father and my uncle. And your father was not a Yankee fan. No, he was uh, Brooklyn Dodgers and Red Sox. Okay. And we were watching... Two losers, huh? Yeah. He really did. <laughs> yeah. He died before the Red Sox ever won. <laughs> he did did live to see the Red Sox. He died the year after the Dodgers won. Oh, so you got to see that. Yeah, so that was something. But uh, watching that game, I remember Elston Howard making this great play. He was a rookie that year. Running in from almost uh, running for some pop fly that the... Uh, that the first baseman couldn't find, and he almost got the first base and made a great catch. But what is happening, though? They were losing. I think it was to the Red Sox, too. Yeah. They were losing, and I start crying and uh, because they were losing. And my father said to me, don't worry about these goddamn bastards come back every time. And they did, <laughs> and it was just great. And it was ever since then, it was always, even, even like now, the— uh, even though it's hard now, yeah, I, yeah, it's hard to believe they'll ever come back when they can't score more than two or three yeah, runs. Okay, it's, but it's, it's rough. It's tradition, and right. it happens every once in a while. They do come back, even not this year, <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but it's early, right? Yeah, it was funny. You know, I think uh, Bernie Williams was was saying to Yogi Berra once before two thousand four, like, oh, you know, I don't know. They they blew some big lead in the standing, some bullshit. I don't know, and. Uh, He's just like, I don't know what to do. And Yogi just said, calm down, calm down. These guys have been getting this close for 80 years. We always beat them. It never <laughs> yeah. happens. Don't worry. And, that, and I think that year they ended up did they, they ended up beating the Red Sox. Obviously, it's changed. Uh, did you have any idea back then that Mickey Mantle was just like this maniac alcoholic? Like, did the public uh, no. know? No. They knew nothing. No, no. He was... Uh... He'd be like Johnny Manziel almost like today, right? Oh jeez, <laughs> Johnny's going to jail. <laughs> yeah, it's a misdemeanor, though. I don't think that's it's a year's. Uh, Is it real misdemeanor with violence? Oh, that's why I didn't understand why everyone was making a big deal yeah, out of misdemeanor it. Misdemeanor with violence, punishable by a year in jail. He looks like shit. Have you seen him? He's, no, I haven't seen. He him, he looks like there's a guy's life that he's messed yeah. up unless he really turns it around. But I don't know. He looks like a guy that's been you know partying, doing a lot of drugs, mm-hmm. and he's starting to really show the signs of it. Where it's like, all right, that guy does drugs. Where you can look at him and see it. He lost so much weight. Oh, really? A lot of weight. Well, he's got no team anymore. Right? No, no, no. He doesn't even have an agent. No. His agent said, do this or I'm dropping you. And then he didn't do it, so he dropped him. Uh, so what was I going to say? So what do you think about the Yankees this year? It's April 29th. Uh, no, it's not. It's April 27th. And uh, they, they look bad. They're going to be starting here in, uh, what, uh, 18 minutes. I can't see how they'll ever win another game this year. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> you said that about the Giants one right. year, and they ended up. Uh, that Super was the year Bowl. they beat. You said, you said they wouldn't win one game. Right. And they ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. Right. That was because you know what Tiki Barber retired, and you said they're not winning another game next year. That's what I thought. Yeah, because yeah. I thought he was really good, and boy, they lost. And uh, 
Boy, was I off there. But I have. You got I, a lot of terrible predictions. I'm just all, almost all of them. You said America's Funniest Home Video in the last one season. It's still on. I know. I know that one. <laughs> okay. I hear that all the time. <laughs> I but know. Uh, let's see. But, well, the, the, if, they, uh, if the Yankees all gel, right. they might have some sort of shot. But boy, do they stink right now. I mean, nobody's hitting. I mean, you'll get your best hitters, Brett Gardner yeah. and uh, Carlos Beltran, yeah. who's, you know, 39 years old. Right. To, you know, it's getting desperate when they sign uh, Swisher and Phil Koch, who are in AAA right now. I didn't know. If, I know Swisher was signed. <laughs> Swisher maybe is, I heard, just possibility be coming up, replace A-Rod? Or? Uh, no, A-Rod's playing tonight. I oh, think. he is. Oh, so Mike he's... assured us yesterday oh, he was okay. going to be okay. Because oh, Mike knows. Because I heard it last night. I didn't listen to the games because I was watching Happy Valley. Right, right. Happy Valley. <laughs> BBC shows I've recommended right. several oh, times yeah. on the podcast. So. Watch it. I've been, uh, I was uh, binge-watching the last two days. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. So, all right. So, I, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Before yeah. you go, like yeah. every guest, I have three questions for you. You ready? Okay. I got the answers. All right. Number one, who will win the U.S. presidency? Uh, sorry to say. Hillary wow. Clinton. <laughs> okay, so well, I think it's you could start that sentence, and depending on who you are, they. I mean, I think most people would could it could go either way. Saying, oh, and I'll probably vote for it. Yeah, I I think I probably will too. I, it's going to be a hold your nose, but yeah. And if she starts yelling at me, uh, <laughs> I don't know if uh, those Nehru jackets she's wearing yeah, are catch on. Maybe that'll be the thing now. <laughs> and the old fashioned will start here. <laughs> uh, second question. Was the moon landing real? Oh. Because keep in mind, no one's been there in 40 years, and we're the only country to go. That's true. That's true. I believe it was. I, I probably I remember too. the day it happened. Yeah, it was, what day was it? It was, uh, no, it was in August. No, it was July. End of July. Okay. It was, I, was in, <laughs> I was doing my summers in Lake George. River. Okay. I think it was like July 29th, 1969. It was in the evening. Okay. Uh, was because I was uh, doing second shift. I was a dishwasher. Right. And we we're all waiting. We we're all hoping they'd find some weird people on there. Right. But got nothing. Jeez. <laughs> really? So that's what everyone was hoping? Like, sort of like. Oh, yeah. I mean, really? Jeez. That they were just going to go there and there's just going to be this community descending well, on them? Find something instead of what? Dust? Just jumping around yeah. and having a big, big party. <laughs> and I guess I asked you the third question already, but I'll ask it again. Will the Yankees make the playoffs? Right now, forget, forget. Don't give me no. if. Okay, no. they won't even get to the playing game like they did last year. No. I think I'll have a, I'll have a, my July won't be occupied sitting up on the deck listening to them. You won't. You won't be. <laughs> I give up in the middle of July. You'll be that excited for the Giants football to start. Oh God, yeah, that's new coach this year. Oh yeah, that's true. Ben Ma- Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. That, that would be good. Now I'd like to see the Yankees win, and I'm hoping they turn around. I hope every game. Until July, you know, I I, start, I learned that during the '80s when you yeah. were growing up. Yeah. Mid July, there was you know, uh, it was over. You know, <laughs> hopefully it won't be over, over because I mean the Yankees are. I mean it's 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 early now, but we'll, we'll see. We'll have to oh, see. Yeah. Four games out, five games out. Yeah, in reality, they play like yeah. shit, and they're really only right. four or five games out. So, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate well, it. Was it. Great. It was great. Uh, we'll have to have you on again. Yeah, and uh, next time televise it. <laughs> It'll be a video Televised cast. Exactly. podcast. Exactly. It'll show us here in the living room. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. 
So there it was, uh, an interview, an evening, a conversation with my father. I mean, what other podcast on the planet are you going to find uh, running cigarettes up the co- the eastern coast and checks to Pablo Escobar and, you know, just... I want to see the podcast where all that shit is in the same place. I don't think it can happen. So I want to thank my father, who is a great guy, for coming on, and uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it. So if you want to hear this and uh, and more from all sorts of people from all walks of life... Um, Remember to listen on iTunes, tune in Radio, Stitcher, and YouTube, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. Quickest way to get any of the shows is to subscribe to all those venues, and if you subscribe, be sure to leave a five-star rating wherever you do it, because it really does help the show get more exposure, and uh, I, I, I can't ask you enough, and I really appreciate all everyone listening. So I'm going to say, with all that being said, I am out of here.